This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. We've got Hamish G on the line of the feelers. Hamish, how are you going this morning? Good, thanks, Dave. How are you, mate? At least we didn't talk over my ad. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to think about it. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, how's your morning going? Oh, I just started, mate. You're my alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> is that when it's the run up to a tour and you've got all these uh, radio interviews? Is that how you work it? Just every morning, take the alarm off, just wait for the radio to call you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so, some of them are uh, some you have to go into. Like uh, we haven't done it this time, but if, if you've got to go into ZB or something and, 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 and do Hosking, or whatever, I actually just going to stay at a hotel in town here in Auckland. It's, uh, I don't know why I live in Auckland, but uh, <laughs> you uh, people. There's all these people like, they're going places at, at sort of seven in the morning. I don't I don't understand it, but um, yeah, I usually get a hotel for that and, and wander <laughs> along. But uh, no, this is easy, mate. It's lovely. Yeah, this the girlfriend's nice. brought me a coffee, so this me starting the day with a with a yet. Oh, she's all, she's all, you know, some people don't like talking in the morning. My girlfriend's one of those people who just get groans and grunts, you know, and I'm, and I'm all full of beans, <laughs> especially after a coffee. Yeah. But, literally, but um, yeah. So, so you're my, you know, my bedside chat. You're my pillow talk. There you Dave. go. Well, happy, happy, to, happy to be it. Um, first of all, <laughs> I think uh, it's a huge, huge congratulations for the 21st anniversary of Communicate. Um, what, what, a, what an amazing stalwart of an album in New Zealand uh, musical history. Oh, it's it's our favourite album. We've decided that collectively. I think um, was the first record. Um, which we did and we recorded in 1997 up, up here at York Street. We, we we came up to Auckland to record the album. We're still here all these years later. I've been <laughs> and uh, I've been in Auckland longer now than I than I've been in, in the South Island. Um, but you know, it was, it's a really funny thing. Um, so it's like uh, letting someone you know, having a babysitter look after your child for the for the first time. You know, with your first record, we had all these songs that we loved that we'd worked on. There, there weren't really any aspirations to to get radio play. That was sort of mm. was something we didn't really think of. You know, um, then we got signed to Warner Music, and everything sort of took off from there. And and, and they got a producer, and, um, and the song. Long story short, the songs on the first album were were, were radically different from from what we sort of how we sort of saw ourselves. Yeah. Um, We liked the album. It it, it did did well. We we accepted the changes and and things like that. Um, With the second album, um, we we really had a lot more control. Um, We also had control over over personnel that we got. Um, Because the first album did quite well commercially, we were, um, the A&R guys came over from Australia and wanted to have a chat, sit down and chat over what we wanted to do and, and I, they had their ideas of who should produce the record. I had already made uh, a move on that and, and wrote a letter. This is how long ago it was now. <laughs> I'm sure there was email, but I didn't have it. But <laughs> I didn't get an email address until about 2004. But um, I had already written a, a handwritten letter to um, a producer in London by the name of Gil Norton. Yeah. Um, because we did... We were basically a Pixies tribute band uh, prior to getting signed, <laughs> and um, Gil Norton's produced uh, most most of the Pixies records. So yeah. I wrote him a letter and sent him sent him an EPK they call it an electronic press kit. Oh yeah, which is which really is just the demos. Um, <laughs> and um, I think he's supposed to send a, a, a video presentation or something. I, I, <laughs> I sent I sent the demos on, uh, you know burnt onto a CD yeah. and, and and a handwritten letter and. Um, the record company came over to our record company from Australia, head office, you know, and, and I'm 
mentioning Gil Norton and, and they're telling me I'm, I'm bloody dreaming. Yeah. And, um, and I said, well, actually, he's just got back to me after <laughs> two weeks and then he's, ha- he's, he's had it running in the car on his way to work every day recording someone else and he, he loves it and he wants to come over. So they were... Um, they were pulling bricks at this point. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds quite expensive, right? Um, <laughs> and well, what we also did was um, get on board an outside investor um, in the way of uh, a gentleman who, who owned the um, the studio who wanted to record it. So we, t- we took a risk by, by spending the kind of money that we'd probably never see back, which we didn't. And uh, and this gentleman took a risk by you know, giving us a decent deal on the, on the, on the studio. Yeah. And... Um, he, he was sort of taking the same sort of risk at, at this Mago Gangbusters internationally. Um, it didn't really. It, it did right. We got to tour Europe once. It did okay in, in yeah. Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Czech Republic. It, um, but it did really well here. And as I say, it's our, it, it's, it's our favourite record. We t- we took three years to make it. Um, well, to, well, to write it really. Mm. The first album, people have got to realise they call the second album the difficult second album, and that's because it, it's never as good as the first, right? And that's because the record company expected to rush into it, you know, and, and pop something out quite, quite quickly. Um, we went into a, a studio for our first record with 86 songs and, and chose what? 13. Yeah. That's we, crazy. Been, so how, I mean, how, how do you decide to cut them down? Because everyone would have their favourites, right? Like, how do you go through that process? Well, I, I chose the songs I thought went best together, and that wasn't necessary necessarily the best songs you know I mean be, that's all very subjective anyway what the best song is yeah. know, the, record, the record company's idea of the best song is one that sounds you know the, the, most, the most poppy and yeah. less than four seconds long for radio that's <laughs> purely considering radio right um, so I just chose the songs that I thought were best together for the first record yeah. and um, and with the second record with Gil he, he agreed with my choices as well um but we, yeah, so, so the point is, for the first record, you, you've been writing these songs all your life, and then you release it, and then you're expected to, to replicate that process and come up with a whole lot of new songs. So mm. we we wrote for three years, and then recorded, um, which the, the record company were, you know, weren't happy about, they were getting worried. <laughs> but what we got from that was, you know, I think they thought we'd lose momentum, but we weren't really too concerned about that. We just, yeah. we, we, just we wanted to release something that we liked. Absolutely. It's, it's out there forever. So, um, yeah, the, the cool thing about this tour is we, we get to play seven songs we haven't played in 20 years. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, this is the first time you've played that album in full live as well, isn't it? Well, no, we, we did um, a, a CD, CD launch, <laughs> an album launch. It was a CD launch in 2001. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if people use those anymore. but uh, I've got no idea what 2001 that is. <laughs> is the one and only time we've really played the album in its entirety. Um, wow. So there were, there were five singles um, off the album. You know, they got you know, songs that get played on commercial radio, mm. things like that, 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 that people all know. Um, and these days, because we're, we're old, um, we've got, we've got a large body of work. It's nice and easy to write a set list. You know, I just put down all the songs that people are going to know, yeah. the ones that the ones that were successful. Um, and and those, as I say, they're not, not necessarily our favourite songs. You know, the record company is very... We, we don't have one anymore. We haven't for a long time. We we didn't re-sign. We didn't renew our contract. We've, we've been independent for yeah. uh, 12 years. But um, we... No, 14 years, sorry. Um, yeah, so, so then, whenever we do a set these days, we just we play the songs that have been popular singles, you know. Um, 
they were so they were thirteen songs ever since the first album. Mm. It was thirteen songs, just but you know that wasn't by design. That that's just how many there were. We decided on. Um, we've done thirteen songs every time since. Just uh, you know, it's been our lucky number. So <laughs> aside from the five singles, there are seven songs that um, you know that a lot of people, at least that diehard fans that, that have the album, um, the songs they may not know. Yeah, the and deep those cuts. Those are the ones we really love. You know, those, <laughs> those are the ones that, that are possibly longer than four, than four minutes. Um, you know, possibly aren't as, as sort of <laughs> obvious, you know, obvious pop songs. Yeah, yeah. They're a bit more intricate. Oh, I think it's going to be such a great experience because I think, like you were saying earlier, when an artist creates an album, it's like a complete body of work, but you often just see them as the single. So it'll be like a. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Now, with with the tour, you, it's a it's a packed tour, 16 dates, and it's four weeks where you got four shows in a row each week. Uh, is there anything that you're going to do to prepare for that? Because I imagine that's like that can be quite taxing. Oh yeah, no, I've left it too late. I went <laughs> to the gym um, <laughs> a few days ago, and then I went I went on a school field trip with my son, and that was a, a, a hike up up. Uh, up the mountain, um, and I yes, yeah, so, so that was me preparing, but, but way too late because I'm really <laughs> sore now. Um, yeah, my, my my watch told me I'd done fifteen thousand steps up a hill, and I thought that might that, that's, this is something I perhaps should have considered doing a couple of months ago. <laughs> um, yes, so in, in preparation, we actually have rehearsed as well, which is hilarious. That's great. We, we don't really do that a lot. Um, you know, and, and at the risk of sounding arrogant, because we've, you know, whenever we do play, we've we've sort of got our our obvious songs that we've amassed. You know, that that, mm. that were that, that were popular. You know, and, and we don't really need to rehearse them. And, and to be honest, I, I think over rehearsal can kill the vibe of the song. We like to quite often when we play. We change the songs change. They evolve each time we play. You know, I'll, I'll force. I'm, I'm drumming usually in the band, and I'll, I'll force a breakdown. You know, after the bridge or something, where no, no one knows what's going to happen. I love that. You, know, you, you get I the crowd that. going oi oi and putting their fist in the air or whatever, and, and then, and then I'll force us into another song that no one knew we were going to. You know, like, like a. Led Zeppelin, we'll go, we'll go into the guitar solo of, of Whole Lot of Love yeah. instead of Larger Than Life, you know, in the middle of the, you know, I love messing with the other guys and, and, and they, they probably usually look, sometimes there's laughter, sometimes the audience always knows exactly what I've done and they're in on my joke. Um, but no, we've actually had to rehearse this time, um, which, was, which was good, it was great because we, as I say, we got to revisit these songs that we've not done mm. for a long time. Um, Funny thing is, we we had we had sort of forgotten how they go, um, so it was good that we we rehearsed. Yeah, it's um, all, practice is always perfect, right? That's right, <laughs> and we'll be rehearsing uh, for a third time uh, tomorrow in, in uh, Soundcheck. <laughs> excellent, excellent! I can't wait to hear it. Well, Hamish, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I really can't wait for the opening show of the Feelers Communicate 21st Anniversary Tour tomorrow, Thursday the 7th of July in Dunedin, the Union Hall. And then there's, I mean, an incredible amount of shows, 15 shows after that, uh, right through until the 20th of August. Uh, Thank you so much, Hamish. Uh, My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. And here is Fishing for Lisa. It is the remaster, the remake, in uh, celebration of the Feelers Communicate 21st Anniversary Tour. You're on the Radio 1, 91 FM. Thanks, Hamish. Really appreciate that. You're an easy interviewer. You don't know, I don't need to have any questions lined up for you. <laughs> I'm fishing.
fishing for Lisa. Like a meeting in a world lost. I shouldn't own better. And now I sit here trying to count my loss. I thought you're my reason to live. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.